Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The bats, relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview episode for NFL Week 10. I'm your host, Chris Raybon. And on this episode, we'll discuss the Thursday night football DFS slate, dive into the Week 10 main slate, uh, and build uh, some lineups. Here to do it with me, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, just glad to be back, trying to play some catch up here. Um, but uh, yeah, looking forward for the, another epic Thursday night football battle. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, we got what Panthers Bears <laughs> should be uh, just thrilling, thrilling matchup. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into that in a second. Just a reminder: uh, if you haven't left us a five star rating and review, uh, jump in and do that. If you like the show, it helps us a lot. And we're of course running a contest. We pick the favorite uh, review each week, and you get a either a free one-year sub to Action Pro, or if you already have that, uh, you can get some Action Network swag from the shop. So this week's winner is Nate G. Dog. Thank you, Nate G. Dog, for the rating and review. Be sure to uh, claim your prize by hitting up podcasts at actionnetwork.com. That's podcasts at actionnetwork.com. Also a reminder, we have the Action Network Discord server, uh, so there's a link in the episode description for that. Let's jump into Thursday Night Football. Panthers at the Chicago Bears. Bears favored by three and a half. The total around 39. Looks like Justin Fields will be back mm-hmm. tentatively. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, so not 100% confirmed, but he is practicing on a limited basis, and uh, it's been kind of the expectation that this is where he would make his return. So. That's something to monitor as well. But where are you going in the captain spot, Sean? Uh, I'm going with DJ Moore here, and that's assuming Justin Fields returns. I think if he doesn't return as Bajan, I might go a different direction. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've seen DJ Moore's production drop off quite a bit with Bajan under center. Uh, so I think he's going to benefit a ton, you know, with – Justin Fields return. They they had really good chemistry downfield. Like uh, Moore's been really good at Fields in the lineup. Uh, this is also a revenge game for him, so I think he's going to be up for that. Uh, so again, assuming Justin Fields does return, uh, I'm going to have to lock in DJ Moore in the captain slot here. Yeah, I mean revenge game, right? <laughs> That's all it takes. So, yeah. It'd be better if it was in Carolina, if we're being honest. But yeah, uh, I'll take it. I mean, DJ Moore, this is his night, right? I mean, didn't he go, what was it, three touchdowns and 
250-plus yards on the last time he was on Thursday yeah. Night Football. So Yeah, he hit my bet on the first play of the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, just all in on DJ Moore on Thursday night, baby. Uh, I'll go with Adam Thielen. Uh, you know, not a uh, slate where there's a lot of guys to pay up for. And Thielen had somewhat of a down game. You know, still had five catches for the, what was it, eighth week, seventh week in a row. He had five or more catches in a game, but only 29 yards last week. His lowest since week one. I think it was Chad Millman's fault for mushing him because <laughs> I don't know if you got a chance to see convince me. I'm sure you didn't, but uh, for some reason, Chad is just, I don't know. We're talking about the Panthers. Him and Simon are talking about the Panthers. And mm. he's like, yeah, Adam Thielen, you know, the first three weeks, he didn't really do anything. And then these last few weeks, he's really stepped it up. And I'm like, oh. what, what kind of <laughs> fabricated narrative is this? Like Adam Thielen's been balling out since all year. You know, the, the second. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, he, you know, like he had the one down week in week one. That was about it. Mm. So uh, and, until last week. So I think Millman might have mushed him. So thanks. <laughs> thanks for that, Chad. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure Adam Thielen owners everywhere are just thrilled with that. But I do, again, always like to bet on guys bouncing back from, from slow games. Adam Thielen's long was seven last week. His longest mm. catch was seven. That's hard to do on five catches. Like, I'd love to see you run your 10,000 Sims on that and, like, get a <laughs> five-catch game with a long of seven. I mean, that's, yeah. that's like that's running That's Paris back. Campbell territory when <laughs> yeah. we're talking about longest reception markets. Uh, that's definitely like a Paris Campbell line right there. Yeah, longest faces on the sideline when Paris Campbell's targeted. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I love Thielen uh, yeah. in this spot again. Just has been super consistent this year, even in a down, quote-unquote, down game last week. Still five catches. Uh, you know, he has been at his best at in these road games, too. You know, maybe for DJ Moore, he'd love this game to be in Carolina. But, you know, Thielen's been thriving on the road, averaging 8.8 catches for 95 yards per game with three of his four touchdowns coming in his four road games, 6.8 catches for 58 yards uh, in the four home games. So I uh, like Thielen to bounce back here. Where are you going for value? Uh, I'm going to go with Deontay Foreman here, and I, I think you could consider him in the captain slot as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, Khalil Herbert might return here, which could obviously complicate the backfield a bit. Uh, but we saw, you know, last week, Roshan Johnson was pretty much phased out. Um, so, you know, Foreman has held him off. And I think Herbert's more likely to actually eat into Foreman's workload. But as of now, I think Foreman is the lead back. He's done nothing to really lose that mantle. So, um, you know, it's a good matchup as well. The Panthers ranked dead last in DVO against the run. So, you know, assuming Foreman gets the start here, typically the the Bears give the starting running back two drives and they give the second guy the third drive and kind of go from there. Uh, I could see him getting the high hand easily here, considering he's been extremely good and this is a very easy matchup. Um, so I think, you know, we could bank on him being a workhorse back again here. It's a, it's a short week. So if Herbert does return, maybe they ease him in. Uh, so maybe that does kind of suppress Foreman's roster ship a bit. And this is also kind of a revenge game for him as well. So he has oh, yeah. hashtag revenge narrative. Uh, albeit is a pretty short stint there, but uh, you know, I think Foreman is the guy right now. Like, I think he's going to be the lead back until he struggles. And right now, I just don't see that. So, love him in this spot as well. Yeah, I mean, he enters the game with the hot hand. It's not even about getting the yeah, hot hand. Yeah, that's what I'm he's, saying. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he gets he's, first he is the hot hand until somebody yeah. cools him off. Uh, yeah, Roshan <laughs> just hasn't been good. I mean, I, I talked about yeah. this a couple of weeks ago because we saw it again. Darrington Evans continues to get snaps that – 
if you're just kind of projecting it out, mm. and like before the season, you would have said, okay, if Herbert's out, you know, Foreman early down back, sure. If he gets, if it's a game where they're early down back, it's 20 carries, fine. But those those backup snaps, those those passing down snaps, those hurry up snaps, those are supposed to be the ones mm-hmm. going to Johnson, and they just haven't really uh, been going to him consistently. Evans has been eating in uh, to his workload, so uh, yeah, uh, I think Foreman is the 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 guy you want here uh, for value. I'm gonna go with Jonathan Mingo. He disappointed last week. I liked him, but yeah. uh, I mean it was just a disastrous day for the entire. <laughs> Panthers offense it was a disastrous day for the Bryce Young truthers with CJ Stroud throwing for about what 400 more yards than Bryce <laughs> five more touchdowns <laughs> man I mean it's t- I, and I, it's crazy because I called this before the year like the Panthers were the team that I was just so down on for their organizational mm-hmm. decisions and it's just kind of playing out I mean you already benched the, the running back and the tight yeah. end that you signed the big money. Dion's yeah. working out great. So I'll give him He's the point. only one. Yeah. Yeah. It's been tough, <laughs> but I do think Mingo, you know, despite the down week, one catch for five yards on four targets, terrible. Uh, he ran a season high 47 routes and he continues to be on the field every single pass snap. So I don't expect as high volume in terms of the pass game for the Carolina Panthers in this matchup. Lower, you know, probably expecting a lower scoring game against the bears. Maybe they don't get down by quite as much as they did to uh, the Colts, and maybe you don't get as many pick sixes. But uh, I do think Mingo, just because of his underlying usage, you know, being on the field every snap, he's only twenty eight hundred on DraftKings. It's rare you get a wide receiver playing, you know, every single snap for you know, under five k, much less under three k. Yeah. So I, I still think Mingo uh, is a good guy to buy low on. And you know, the game before this, he did have sixty two. Uh, receiving yards on, on four catches so uh, he's he's shown that he's capable of putting up some numbers still is looking for his first touchdown and this is around that time when when you start to see these rookies break out especially the ones getting playing time like this so uh, i'm not gonna be scared off by mingo like him as a, a value player yeah and he's super cheap uh cheaper than roshan johnson the guy we've been bagging on yeah and he's man. He's just a couple hundred dollars more expensive uh than tommy tremble so yeah just on this slate specifically like easily fit him in and still take you know all this the few studs we do have in this game so yeah he's he's too cheap here yeah touchdown show legend uh tommy tremble <laughs> yeah uh all right who do you like as a dart throw do you like darts ted oh okay i'm more of a you know a cornhole man myself yeah well i'm gonna go with another panthers receiver he's even cheaper he's four hundred dollars and that's terrence marshall uh there's a reason he's four hundred dollars he's been awful uh you know i'm not i'm not gonna shy away from that uh but his his snaps took a hit uh, a few weeks ago kind, kind of leading into the trade deadline they were trying to trade him away there were no takers obviously but uh now that he's with the panthers at least for this year um you know we saw his routes run rate bounce back up to like 50 percent. he's really splitting time with dj chark uh, i guess that's more of an indictment on dj chark and uh chark's actually missing practice I, I think he's missed the first couple of practices now with an elbow injury so he might even miss so Marshall could see an uptick in snaps either way so I, I think he's worth a flyer here you know he might be out there just running wind sprints but if he does catch a few balls you know at $400 you know you could do some real damage in, in the GPPs with that uh, I think his roster ship will be fairly low because he, you know he hasn't done much but uh, in a spot like this I, I do like taking a flyer on Terrence Marshall yeah, I mean, Shark, I think he ran around under 60% of the time. I 
he did score a touchdown, but mm-hmm. uh, he's not 100%. It doesn't look like so short week. Uh, not necessarily a good bet to to get back there. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyrus Scott here. He is 200, so he's min-priced. And, you know, he's hasn't really done much in this passing game. But he's another guy that's getting a lot of playing time, ha- has run a route on just about 63% of the dropbacks on average over the past four games. So he'll be out there on the field as that number three wide receiver in 1-1 personnel. Uh, Valus Jones really struggling for the Bears. You do have uh, Equinemia St. Brown maybe uh, will be activated. So he's a guy that I would watch for too. If he does get, uh, if he is active for this one, I would consider him over Scott because he had been playing uh, over Scott you know, prior to getting injured. But whoever, it's going to be one of those uh, number three wide receivers for the Bears for me. But right now it looks like it's still going to be Scott for one more game. All right, let's go to the main slate. Who do you like for stacks? Uh, I like going with Geno Smith and Jackson Smith Najigba and then pairing him up with either DK Metcalf or Tyra Lockett. Um, you know, I, I just like investing in Geno Smith this week as sort of a bounce back week. You know, I mentioned he faced the Browns and Ravens the past two weeks. Those are two, arguably the top two defenses in the league. And he has a much easier matchup here against the commanders who rank, you know, third worst in DVO against the pass. And they just, you know, dished out a couple other studs on defense. So could be an easier matchup going forward. And, you know, JSN's been heating up. So I like the idea of, you know, targeting him here. Uh, and then maybe, you know, pairing, doing the double stack with DK Metcalf. I think this is a game where there might be lower volume in the passing game. So DK Metcalf probably has uh, the higher ceiling in that scenario. So like a double stack with the uh, Seahawks. And then going back to the well with the 49ers uh, with the Brock Purdy bounce back game, pair him up with Brandon Ayuk against the Jaguars. You know, Purdy's pretty cheap here. You know, he's 5,700. Um, you know, he had a rough stretch entering the bye. Hopefully the bye will get him right, um, especially, you know, potentially getting Debo and Trent Williams back. Um, plus, you know, Purdy's been tapping in his rushing upside a lot more lately. I had mentioned, you know, he does have rushing upside. He just chooses not to use it. Uh, but he had 57 rushing yards last game, 19 the game before. So that's uh, been the, the lone positive trend we've seen the past couple of games from him. But, um you know, I like stacking with Ayuk because th- this is a tougher matchup on paper. You know, the Jags have a good defense, but they've been allowing some pretty big games to number one re- wide receivers uh, lately. The past four games, you know, they allowed Deontay Johnson eight catches, eighty-five yards. Chris Olave seven catches for fifty-seven yards. Michael Pittman had that massive nine-catch, hundred nine-yard game, and then Diggs, you know, had eight catches for one hundred twenty-one yards and a touchdown. So. They've been vulnerable to number one wide receivers. That's who Brandon Ayuk is in this offense. So, um, you know, I like uh, buying low on them again, you know, following the bye week here. Yeah, yeah, Purdy, I noticed that. He was only 5,700 mm-hmm. on DK. Very, uh, very cheap for him. Uh, I like a few stacks this week. Uh, Will Levis, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, I think, is a good one. This Tampa Bay defense has been the worst pass defense since they came out of the bye. They've just been getting scorched. We saw it uh, again last week with CJ Stroud. So, you know, Will Levis is still pretty cheap here at just, what is he, 5,300 on, yeah, 5,300 on DraftKings and Hopkins is 6K. So very cheap stack. uh, And that's always what we like 
uh, for our stacks, you know, to, to kind of pay down yeah. and, and get some of that correlated production. Levis is kind of forcing the ball to Hopkins. So 11 targets in that game against Pittsburgh, caught four for 60. Uh, week before, obviously, six catches, uh, four catches, excuse me, 128 yards, three touchdowns. So Levis is definitely going to look for him. Uh, he's quietly had, you know, three of his last four games, he's been uh, at least 60 yards. So uh, like Hopkins now with Tennessee's passing game, getting back right. Also, uh, like you know, Mayfield, Evans, Godwin on the other side of that. I think, you know, this this game's total is low, but I think it could be, I think it could end up going a little higher than the mm-hmm. Vegas total. It's only like 38 or 37 or 38. Uh, Mayfield's been playing pretty well. And if Levis and Hopkins uh, can hit some plays, I think, you know, it's going to force Mayfield, Evans, Godwin to kind of do the same. So like them. Also, Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin. Uh, you could add uh, Jahan Dotson into that. Powell's just been you know, putting up a lot of yardage. And mm-hmm. you kind of alluded to the Seahawks team should be able to to have some success with their passing game, which is going to put the pressure on Howell to respond. And see, outside of last week, Seattle's run defense has been pretty strong. So they might not be able to rely on, on Robinson in that run game quite as much. And Howell's shown he can throw the deep ball. I, I like what uh, Howell's doing. You know, have some, still have some bonehead moments. Had that terrible interception last week against the Patriots in the end zone right before the half. But overall, threw a beautiful deep ball to Jahan, Jahan Dotson. Another 300-plus yard game for Howell. So uh, still super cheap. Love him. And I think Terry, you know, who had an okay game, but you don't really expect number one wide receivers to ball out against the Patriots. Uh, I think McLaurin can have a bounce back game. And another sneaky one, Kyler Murray and uh, Marquise Brown. I think, you know, Murray's under 6K. Brown is 5,200. And his Falcon team, you know, they have AJ Terrell, but hasn't really uh, stopped them from giving up production to number one wide receivers. They're just 21st in DVOA against number one wide receivers. They're actually, they've actually been a lot better at slowing down number two receivers. And that's because, you know, you play some zone and you can kind of get the matchup you want uh, and kind of isolate, uh, you know, the other corner outside of Terrell, which is usually Okuda, I, I believe. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Kyler and Brown. And, and, you know, you also talked about Kyler may not run as much in this game. So yeah. if he's forced to throw a little more, uh, I think Brown is the guy. You know, you could also throw a, a McBride in there as well. You know, he's back in uh, the top 10, I think, this week at tight end. But uh, definitely Brown is the guy that's going to take the top off the defense and really get that correlation going. All right, uh, who do you like for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Yeah, so at quarterback, I I think there's a couple really good cheap options with uh, Baker Mayfield and Tyler Heineke. I I know you're high on Heineke as well, but both are only 5,100. Both have, you know, pretty good matchups against the Titans, who are past all defense, and the Cardinals. So those two are definitely in play this week at that price tag. Um, And then running back, I I think Tyler Algier at Mm 4,700 against Cardinals is intriguing it's it's a matchup where you know Atlanta may lean on the run even more um and you know that that's kind of needed for you know the the second the backup like Algier to really have a good game uh and Arizona ranks 30th in DVO against the run so uh, I think he could have a big game uh so he's worth a flyer in some spots considering he's less than 5k um at wide receiver there's actually like three really good options near mid price this week um I'll start with my least favorite, but that's Rondale Moore at 3K. He's he's one of the many players that will get a boost with Kyler's return. 
you know, he's been out there running, you know, averaging about an 80% routes run rate most weeks, but, you know, can't do much if, you know, a guy like Clayton too can't give him the ball. So I think, you know, he has chemistry with Kyler. He could see an uptick in targets with, with his return. And they've been giving him, you know, a handful of rush attempts a, a game. So I think he's worth a flyer at least at min price. Uh, Jalen Guyton's also min price. You know, we saw him make his return last night on Monday Night Football. He didn't catch a pass, but he was out there uh, on 73% uh, of, you know, Justin Herbert's dropbacks. Um, he saw two targets. His ADOT was only 11. So maybe they they envision him having a more, uh, you know, high target rate role than we expected. Uh, but with, you know, Mike Williams and Josh Palmer out, they need a number two to step up. So it could be him. So he's worth a flyer at min price. And then uh, Brandon Powell is 3200 you know, there's there's a chance Justin Jefferson returns this week. Uh, but if he's out, you know, the Vikings might also be down KJ Osborne this week. So uh, it, even TJ Hawkinson's banged up. So Powell might see, you know, a few more targets this week. Uh, so he's definitely worth a, a flyer at 3,200. Uh, and then at tight end, uh, going to have to go with our boy Chig at Conquo. He's 3K. Uh, you know, he ended up with three catches in 28 yards, even though I don't think he had a catch until like the last two minutes of the game. Uh, but he saw a season high, 84% routes run rate. Uh, and, you know, he's been really disappointing in terms of efficiency this year. But the, the underlying usage is there. Maybe he gets chemistry with Will Levis. So uh, he still carries enough upside to at least consider uh, at 3K. Yeah, you know, it's been a disappointing year for, for Chig. But hopefully Levis can kind of re, reinvigorate that passing game and not just uh, Hopkins. Uh, yeah, running back. uh Najee Harris is under 5K on DraftKings. So I think he he deserves mention. He's got yeah. 14 or more carries in five of the last six games. The Packers run defense has been a little bit better over the last couple of games, but they've faced some, you know, not not really much of anything. Uh, you know, backup quarterback last week, so I, I think he could have some success. Keaton Mitchell is another guy. I think this is where you take a shot at on him. You know, 4700. Uh, maybe he does eat into that. You know, Justice Hill workload and even in Gus a little bit. Uh, he's and then. Uh, Devin Singletary is 4,700. We'll see if Pierce comes back, but even before Pierce went out, uh, Singletary was starting to eat into his workload. And essentially it was like a 50, 50 split. This is a game where they're like a one a touchdown underdog to the Bengals. So sets up as more of a passing game script anyway. So you could see Singletary, uh, get more snaps, uh, in this spot. So, uh, like him as well. Uh, like a couple of guys in this Giants game uh Jalen Tolbert for the Cowboys he's been drawing even essentially with Michael Gallup in terms of snaps and you just uh told me that they signed Martavis Bryant which I think also spells like it's just they seem to be looking for other answers from Gallup but in the short term you, know, you saw Tolbert on the field at key moments in that uh fourth quarter against the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, they were almost even in terms of routes run last game and that was a trend coming out of the bye we saw so in, in a game like this you know People are probably going to be sleeping on it a little because it's such a huge spread, and you don't expect Dallas to have to throw oh. that much. But um, you know, Tolbert is almost mid-price, so I think you know you could see a breakout game from him in a spot like this. Uh, also, Wandale Robinson on the Giant side, uh, you know, in a game where they should probably be trailing. You know, he did catch the the touchdown from Tommy DeVito, so uh, you know, not a guarantee that. He's going to have a, a great game. He's been kind of up and down, but he's getting a lot more snaps these days. He's caught uh, f- four more passes in five of his seven games that he's been active this year. 
So, uh, you know, looking at that Dallas defense, you know, underneath, over the middle, probably your best bet for this, you know, this Giants team. Uh, so like him as well. And for the Titans, I think Kyle Phillips is interesting. Traylon mm. Burks probably misses this game. And it looked like Will Levis had some real chemistry with Phillips last game. Remember, Phillips was supposed to be kind of uh, a part of that Titan passing game even going back to last year, but just couldn't stay healthy. But he had a four-catch, 68-yard game against the Steelers on five targets. And this Buccaneer defense, again, it's been really bad. You saw all three Texan wide receivers put up monster fantasy days uh, last week against them. So, you know, whether Phillips is the number three target, because he's a slot guy, so he'll probably be technically the number three, but he could be the number two target. Uh, over a guy like uh, Chigakonkwo, over a guy like Westbrook Akine. Burks probably misses this game. So uh, like Kyle Phillips uh, as well at Min Price. And at, at tight end, I'll go with uh, Trey McBride. He's 3,500. Yeah. I think he's back as a top 10 option with Kyler this week. You know, they should probably, probably get more than 58 yards of total offense this week against the Falcons. So I, I do think uh, McBride didn't play quite as many snaps as he did that first game without Zach Ertz, but overall, I, yeah. I still think this is a solid matchup uh, against the Atlanta Falcons, who are allowing uh, the eighth most uh, schedule adjusted targets to tight ends, according to FTN Fantasy. So, Mike McBride is a dart throw as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go and build a lineup. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Let's see. I'll take uh, I'll take Najee at forty nine hundred. All right. Well, I'm going to be proactive here. I I am done letting you take the top defense <laughs> and have me holding the bag. So I'm going with. I think this is the highest projection I've had for defense, maybe ever. Uh, but I'm going with the Cowboys against oh, yeah. Tommy DeVito or Jacob Beeson, whoever they end up starting. Uh, at four thousand four hundred, worth every penny, yeah. I think this week. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Jesus! The Giants just cannot catch a break. Cannot. Micah Parsons right. over under two and a half sacks. Whew. Uh, under just because he'll probably be done by yeah. halftime. <laughs> try, try just be on the on on ice. Yeah. All right, I'll go with go Tank Dell at fifty five hundred. Damn it! Yeah, he sticks out there. That 5,500 range does look like the sweet spot, uh, yep. in my opinion. So I'll go Deontay Johnson right there, 5,400, but he's he's been on fire as well. Yeah, I like that. I just couldn't go him because I had a nausea already. Uh, okay, I'll go Hopkins at 6K. Uh, I'm going to go Trey McBride. Uh, just clear value play at 3,500. Uh, I'll go Joe Mixon, a running back, 6,200. Yeah. Continuing to kind of be a little bit slept on, but uh, another. 19 touches last game, 68 total yards and a, and a touchdown. So uh, let's go mix in against this Texan run defense that gave up a ton of production to Rashad White last week. Yeah, I was, I was about to go with him. Uh, so nice. I'll go with another running back in that range. 
Um, he's been fairly disappointing recently, but this should be a great matchup for him. It's Bijan Robinson, uh, 6K against the Cardinals. Um, so kind of buying low on him right now. Yeah, I mean, good luck with Arthur Smith. I know. <laughs> All right. Another uh, Janu Smith eruption game, I'm sure. Right. Uh, all right, I'll go with Terry McLaurin, uh, 5,800. Another, like you said, sweet spot uh, yeah. for these wide receivers. Love to get uh, Terry under 6K coming off. Uh, predictably, I think, and it wasn't even a super, you know, majorly down game, but only seven targets uh, against the Patriots. I think he bounces back this week. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the quarterback here. Um, it's kind of wide open, um, but I'm going to go with Geno Smith at 5,800, like I've been saying all day long. I think he bounces back here against the Commanders. All right. So I got an average of 5,400 for quarterback, tight end, flex, and defense. Let's get my guy Sam Laporta in here at tight end, 5,700. Nice. Consensus TE1. So I have uh, 6,200 per player. Two wide receivers, running back, and a flex available. I'll go wide receiver. Don't think I'm going to spend up yet. I'm going to go the cheaper route. I'm going to take uh, Jackson Smith Najigba. At 4,100 to pair him up with Gino. All right. Uh, let's get a, let's get defense out of the way. I'll go Steelers at 3,800 at home against the Packers. Uh, you know, Packers got kind of a reprieve, a reprieve last week playing the Rams. No quarterback, but you know, going to Pittsburgh, terrible towels, low total. That defense is going to be on one. I think Jordan Love mm-hmm. and that offense still going to make a, a lot of mistakes. So uh, Steelers are one of the Four defenses averaging multi, uh, double digits on the year on the slate. Uh, so I'll go with them at 3,800. Stacking with them with uh, Najee, too. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm going to go with the running back here. Uh, I'll go Rashad White at 5,800. I, I think is a great play for DK with the full point yep. for a reception. Uh, so that leaves me with 7,500 for wide receiver and flex. So I got to start spending some cash. <laughs> right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to lock in all of the. Bengals offense. Let's go with Joe Burrow at quarterback, 6,800. So I got Burrow and Mixon. Burrow's had uh, 25 or more DK points in three of the last four games. Uh, that Texan defense struggling. So yeah, let's go with him and Mixon. What I expect to be a good day for the uh, Bengal offense. All right. Well, I'll, I'll counter that with T. Higgins <laughs> at 6,500. Um, he's okay value there, but you know, if Jamar Chase misses uh he'll be worth a lot more than that so um you know i'll lock i'll lock in higgins now uh you know assuming chase is somewhat limited but uh then I'll, i have 8500 left over for my uh flex i have 5300 and what i'm going to do is go with a true flex let's go taste him 5100 <laughs> there you go <laughs> he's uh you know it's just he's been doing everything he's got at least 12 DK points in each of the last four games uh, has four more targets in three of the last four averaging uh, about what over just a little over six carries per game over the last four as well, 11 and nine in the last two. So yeah, like, uh, like Taysom, the tr- a true, a true flex. Yeah. Th- this is like the first time he's doing it all where he's getting pass attempts. Like he, yep. I, I think yeah, passing touchdown rush attempts. Yeah. What? 11. And he's he's getting receptions. That's the thing that's been missing, but he's doing it all. So yeah, he's like a borderline top five tight end uh, for me this week. Uh, so I like that. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with one of these top receivers. It's 
well, I can't afford Jamar Chase, but we don't even know if he's going to play. CeeDee Lamb's kind of dicey. You know, I, I think, you know, he might have a lower ceiling with them being huge favorites. So I like Amon Ross St. Brown, yeah. 8,300 against the Chargers. They've allowed some massive games to number one receivers and tight ends. So I like Laporta as well, but uh, I'll go with Amon Ra to close it out. All right. Uh, we got recap your lineup. So I have Geno Smith at quarterback. My running backs are B. John Robinson and Rashad White. My wide receivers are Deontay Johnson, Jackson Smith, Najigba, T. Higgins. My tight end is Trey McBride. And uh, for my flex, I went Amon Ross St. Brown. And my defense, I, I spent up and got the Cowboys who are facing the Giants this week. I got Joe Burrow at quarterback, 6,800 against Houston. Running backs, Najee Harris, 4,900 against Green Bay. Joe Mixon, 6,200 against Houston. Receivers, Tank Dell, 5,500 at Cincinnati. DeAndre Hopkins, 6K at the Bucks And Terry McLaurin, 5,800 at Seattle. My tight end, Sam Laporta at the Chargers. Taysom Hill in the flex at Minnesota at 5,100. And... Steelers D, 3,800, home favorite against Jordan Love in a pack. All right, that is going to wrap it up for our fantasy preview episode for week number 10. For more fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full player projections episode that's out right now over on the Action Network podcast channel. Uh, We'll also be back later in the week with the Night Shift episode that drops every Friday. We'll break down the Sunday night slate and the Monday night slate. Uh, You can check out actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content fantasywebs.com for our DFS tools and models. Don't forget about the Action Network Discord server. You can find the link in the episode description. Sean is on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon, and we're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.